Welcome to the Courage Rising Podcast. I am Genevieve, and I am dedicated to shining a light on women's stories of empowering themselves through struggle, hardship, and pain, and creating beautiful lives of purpose, passion, and love, showing us what it means to truly thrive after trauma. Each week, I release a new interview with women showing great courage in sharing their stories. To connect with the Courage Rising community on an even deeper level, join the free Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Courage Rising podcast. Thank you for joining us where stories change lives. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Courage Rising. On today's episode, I'm interviewing Birdie, who is a wonderful being. She has a business called Birdie's Blessings, and she is a doula, a yogi, a Reiki healer, an intuitive artist, just a totally magical being. And I'm so incredibly excited to have you here. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me, sweetheart. It's a pleasure. Yay. Okay, awesome. So I'd love it if you were to, to um, would start with just um, explaining a little bit about what your life looks like now before we go into some sort uh, some of the struggle that you've been through. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm at, I'm, I've moved home after uh, 10 years of being away. So I graduated high school in 2010 and I spent, you know, that rest of the time on that big old journey <laughs> and now I've come home um, and it feels so, so different now. Um, like I'm, like I'm really taking the time to nest this year. So really rest and heal and just take a big old pause on everything. Um, because yeah, the, I've been through um, quite a bit in the last couple of years, especially last year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm feeling I'm at a space at the moment where I'm just taking some time to really delve more deeply into my myself um, and just taking that time for, yeah, rest and um, renewal, I suppose. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that is so important. Oh, my goodness. And I know there's a lot of people in that phase right now. So um, in that phase of rest and renewal after being through a lot. So I understand that. <laughs> Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit about, um, sort of like where you came from and the, um, type of, the type of struggle that you've been through. Um, I just think for this podcast, what's so important is being able to share with others, like what we've been through so that if they're currently struggling through something, they know, you know, that there's another side to it, that they can come through it, that everything's okay. And so... Um, yeah, if you want to talk a little bit about where you came from. Yeah, so <laughs> it's quite funny. So my name, Bertie, it actually started out with a T, so Bertie. My family used to call me um, that because my sister couldn't say my name. And apparently I used to love the Bertie Beetle chocolates. So I was called Bertie Beetle. I was the airy fairy little child living in my own kind of bubble. And um, I look on that now, like I look back on that now and I see that as like my coping mechanism for what was going on around me. I had a household of um, quite a bit of, uh, 
uh, like domestic violence and things like that. So as like a quite sensitive child, um, that was really tough for me. And my whole life I kind of had rosy glasses on that because I was very, very blessed to obviously be living on this land where I am. It's just so beautiful out here. And like growing up on the farm within nature, I learned so much more than what I could have if I was like, you know, I was really blessed to live more rural. I thought that was um, just really important for my soul. Um, anyway, so... Yes, that was kind of, I had like rosy glasses on my life and it's not until pretty much coming back home now where I've really unpacked a lot of that, what I didn't see before. Um, so being at home here has been very, very healing um, and, you know, peeling lots of layers and seeing things um, far more clearly of how I, like what I've been through, like just through my childhood and like my coping and my patterns and my behaviours and how I how I best function. So like, I b totally believe that like we're an instrument. Yeah. And we just need to figure out the way in which we play best and then we can create beautiful symphony, you know, of life. Um, so that's just what this has kind of been for me, um, where I am now and looking back. Um, and I was thinking about my name this morning, actually, just as I was having a shower before this podcast, doing a nice releasing centering <laughs> meditation in the <laughs> I was thinking about this question about my name and I was pondering like the way that I've flipped my name, the way I've changed my name from Birdie, B-E-R-T-I-E, -E, for my family used to call me, um, to now Birdie because um, there, was a, there was a point when I was picking up my nephew from school and he pointed to his friends and he's going, Birdie, Birdie, I never thought of my name like that as a bird. And then I just, I caught on to like the symbolism of the bird because I'm like obviously nature lover, earth mother child um so i'm all about like animal medicine and stuff like that and um so yeah birdie it's kind of like me reclaiming my name from just the um you know the little girl in her bubble that was just um <laughs> trying to survive to now thriving and in that place of empowerment i'm standing in my power as a bird and the, like i love the symbol symbology of flight higher perspective freedom intuitive travel and nesting that beautiful you know taking deep rest i think that's the most important part of our life is the nesting wow that's such a beautiful journey so now it's birdie which is b-i-r-d-e-e -E, um which yeah connects to the symbolism of the bird which oh my goodness there's so much magic there that's incredible so when you were younger, um, and it sounds like, yeah, there was some um, chaos and uh, trauma there. So how has that uh, come up for you in terms of that survival, that bubble? Um, how are you sort of able to like shift from being in the bubble to sort of breaking through? It always comes to me like a, there's like a state of unrest or like, I just want more. This is not enough for me. I know that this is just not where I need to be. There's always some form of um, resistance where I'm like, I just want more for myself. And, um, and like, I don't know, just the, and just the more I heal, the more I find myself and the more like that passion and that thriving for just wanting more for myself just grows deeper and stronger. So it's like each time I delve down into my underworld each time I go down into my depth yeah um it's much easier for me my my tail is much stronger I can swim out much more easily I've been here many times before and I actually starting to come to the point where I'm really finding like I can take my time and play <laughs> I can play it doesn't have to be this 
get down, get it done, get back out anymore. I'm like, you know, there's some treasures down here, yeah? The depth of the ocean, it's very, very dark, but there is some beautiful luminescent animals and all sorts of beautiful things down there. So take it, you know, take your time with it. It's not something you need to just push through and come back out. Like, you know, slow it right down, get all of the treasure, like suck out the nutrients of what this experience is trying to be for you rather than just run through it because, you know, you don't want to be in depression or you don't want to be sitting in the, you know, in the icky stuff so yeah that's kind of where i'm at <laughs> wow oh my goodness there's so much imagery there oh my goodness that's beautiful you said oh, i love this so you said like swimming down to the depths and now like your tail is stronger to swim your way back up oh my goodness i've never heard anybody describe it like that that is so beautiful and, and then the play that you can play here in the dark, it's so true, right? Like we don't have to just make it our mission. A lot of times when we allow ourselves to play there, like that's when we get even more out of it, right? So, wow, the way that you explain that, I love that. That's so beautiful. There's so much there. Um, so then uh, I know we talked a little bit before about how, uh, or you mentioned before how, uh, you hit a rock bottom um, in the last couple of years, and um, is that something you'd like to share? Uh, yes, I would, because I feel like it's really, really important to share. It's not something that's really um, spoken about openly, and that's kind of like part of my mission to like speak about the um, more like shadow aspects of birthing and things like that. So I would love to um, yeah go on that journey with you. So <clears throat> I so. Oh, where to begin? <laughs> so, well, how it always begins. I met a fellow. <laughs> I met a fellow. <laughs> so, um, I found a partner and I had my first son, Austin. Um, and then there was just something in that relationship where I just felt like I kept trying to get out of it, but I felt very strongly that I needed to be there. And so it was kind of like a soul contract thing for me. It was just like, yeah, okay, now's the time to leave. And, you know, we had some stuff to do together and then it was time to separate. So anyway, so I separated from my son's father. And then, sh and then after that, I, um, I met, um, another fellow <laughs> and, um, I was just in this really emotional, like I was not in a good space. And because of that lack of love for myself, because, you know, like, yeah, I had a lot of lack of love for myself, actually. I'm not going to go down rabbit holes. <laughs> anyway, so I, I met this fellow and my first instinct was that he was deceiving me in some way. So my first intuitive feel was there was deception. And anyway, but I kept getting, like, I did so many meditations and bloody everything on it and everything was still pulling me to continue on with seeing this guy, even though there was this underlying, there was something there. I'm like, I just know. <laughs> anyway, and so um, something happened within the relationship. He did something that he shouldn't have done, got pregnant, um, and then the lies started to surface things started to um come out so there's a lot of addictions um that was happening that was being hid and that took me down my own road of addiction and healing you know deeper healing there for me so um and so i just knew like the, the one thing that just keeps popping straight into my head every time i delve into this um is a mother protects her children I was not going to let this beautiful soul come through my body and have a father that was 
like this, very toxic at the time. It just wasn't appropriate. And I just did not think that it was, um, I didn't want to go down that path. And I knew because I, it was like I was choosing, I was at a crossroad. I was choosing between two things. One, to allow this fellow to come in. I can call him a fellow. I'm not even calling him a man. <laughs> this fellow <laughs> to come into my life, do as he pleases. And then um, I just have to deal with, you know, what trauma that road you know, journey would have for me. And I was just, I was just not really up for that. And I knew it was very ancestral family pattern coming in. I just, I just did not want to, I just had to sever it. It was a, I had to sever that connection, something within my soul, even though like, I never thought that I would ever have an abortion, a planned pregnancy loss. I never thought that that would be something for me, but being in that position of just knowing, I'm just like a mother protects her children. I am not going to allow this um, it just was not, yeah, it just not, did not feel good for me. So, um, and I did lots of, um, yeah, lots of, um, going inward on it and, um, seeing how, it, and like, you know, taking my time with it, going inward and seeing how it felt. Now he, he didn't mind either way, but, um, as soon as I made the decision that I was going to have the abortion, he left straight away. So there was no, um, and like I was going to separate it anyway, but he just removed himself before he could be removed. And so the entire time, the entire 10 week time and afterward, I never, there was no emotional, um, there was lots of emotional manipulation there and all sorts of things. And so already being at a delicate state and then going into something like that, you really go deep. I went real deep into my depth there. So um, it was quite the experience. And then, so going on that healing journey of, um, you know, healing my body through abortion that also brought up um, more things from my yoni that needed clearing. So there's lots and lots of clearing that was happening. Lots of things I didn't even know that were there because as a child, I lived in my own bubble, yeah? Coping mechanism, that was a reason for that. There were certain things that was happening to me that, um, yeah, that I couldn't deal with at that time. So now that I'm at the consciousness and state that I'm in now to be able to um, move that energy out of me, that's where it's all happening. So, yes. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a really tremendous journey. And I love, I love the way that you've really been able to have this perspective on it, right? Like, the, even just the words you use are very empowering, right? Like a planned pregnancy loss, you know, because it's still a pregnancy loss, you know? It's, it's not, it doesn't stop becoming a pre pregnancy loss because it became planned, right? Um, I just love the words that you use because, you know, it is like, even though people, when, when, when people make that decision, it doesn't mean it's not incredibly painful. It doesn't mean it's not incredibly traumatic, right? Um, and so there's so much complexity there and layers there. And so the way that you talk about it is really beautiful. Um, so you talk about like um, soul contracts and ancestral family patterns. Um, and so how how did it feel to be like breaking those? Like how difficult was it to make that decision to break them? And how were you able to do that? Mm, very interesting. It's just something that come out of the depth of me. I, I can't really be like, I, I just, it's just a knowing. It's like, it's in your bones. Yeah. When you feel that that like God's asking you, source spirit universe is asking you to do something that's really important. You just, I just feel, you know, you feel it in your depth. So I'm not really sure how 
Well, I guess, well, I guess the strength of my mother's really, <laughs> my mother and my grand, my grandmother, like the strength of what they've been through in their life. And most of it, I don't even know, but like my grandmother spoke to me, like she grew up with like war and everything. Like, you know, that's a completely different space than where we're at now. Right. And like the amount of, like, I've been through nothing compared to my grand, my mother and my grandmother. And like they've paved the way for me so my strength has come through them i would say that's absolutely where i draw my strength is through my roots even though it can be really challenging at times with mother wounds and <laughs> things like this this is also a lot of healing that's happening for me but it's so beautiful when i do my work on myself with my relationship within me and my mother i then see that within my mother and her mother within my grandmother and her relationship yeah so it's like it ripples this, this is just rippling out this vibrational rippling out so when i'm severing something that's it's it's collapsing the wave pattern that no longer exists anymore because i've just acknowledged it and fucking transmuted <laughs> in light <laughs> so um yeah i'll say that's where i draw my strength from my mother yeah yeah that's incredible and you talk about the knowing right like this and, and you talked about it earlier too, about how like you just know you're not where you're meant to be. You just know you're meant for more, right? It's just this knowing. And so, um, you know, did you always feel like you had connection to that knowing? Was that something you felt a connection to as a child or is that something you really developed? Mm, it's definitely something I've been, it's kind of like, it's always been there, but I didn't know actually it was there ever <laughs> because yeah. it's like a muscle you didn't, you had, yeah. Then when you start using the muscle, you're like, oh yeah. And you're like, you know, getting stronger and stronger at it. So um, my intuition has definitely developed this year because this was the whole point of, this was my crossroads, either go down the track of having this baby that I knew was not going to be a healthy road or go down the one where I had just done my interview to be um, trained with the Institute for Intuitive Intelligence. So Dr. Ricky Jane Adams, she's my current Miyagi. <laughs> so I'm doing 12 months training doing 12, 12 month training with her to be an intuitive guide so it's honing your intuitive skill um, learning about the three immutable laws all that juicy juicy stuff yeah it's mashing science and the spiritual together and you know breaking the chains of duality and just going straight to the source so it's really important work so my like this year has just blown me away i what i'm doing and i never thought that i would be like like channeling or like have the you know, the ability or gift that, gift that I have to like, um, like I never thought I was that, like obviously, like I used to dress up as like a fairy and all sorts of things as a child, um, you know, and believe in magic. Like I used to read all the magical books and things like that, yeah? Believing in the more, believing in the magic and the mundane. Because we live in two worlds, yeah? There's the, well, it's the anthropos, we're fully human and fully divine. So they can, it's about bringing those two parts together and finding the magic in the mundane. So, um, oh, I don't know where that tangent was going. Where were we at? I've lost myself now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the knowing, right? We're talking about the inner knowing, like if you had that, right? Starting to learn that, right? Yeah. Well, I've really been noticing now as I go de I'm delving really deeply into it, as a child, there's these certain memories that stick out. There's just these certain ones and this whole time, I'm like, why do I keep remembering this memory? But now they're kind of like been like premonition kind of things. There's important sim like symbology or something in there. So like as a child, I remember um, just out here on the farm, I was shooting a bow and arrow. My father um, had a bow and arrow and um, we used to practice a little bit and I was throwing it out um, and 
it got stuck in the ground um, below guardian tree out here, this massive pine tree that's just outside my bedroom. Um, and I just always remember that memory. And I, because I lost the arrow and we only had like a couple arrows and I'm like, oh, please. And I was like pray, praying to God. And I'm like, oh, never, I never pray or anything. So I'm like, that's like churchy, blah, blah, blah. My father's um, beliefs in church and stuff was all very like, it's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. So I was never one, like I never went to church. I was never a part of that kind of thing. Um, but you know, when you're in strife, you're like, oh, believe in me now and I'll, I'll pray every day if I can just find this arrow. Like I was doing that as a kid, knowing how you like beg, you know, bargain to God. Um, <laughs> so I'll believe in you if you do something for me, then I'll do the work. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so if, yeah, I all remember this arrow and gut in it being on the guardian tree and praying to God. That's what the memory is about. And then now that I'm here being back, like more woke, I suppose, more, you know, layers peeled off. I'm like talking to the trees out here now. I'm really connecting to their vibration and, you know, communing with them. Guardian tree is my man. He's like the medicine man protector of this land here. He's like a bloody, he's like an antenna. Yeah. So I feel like he just amplifies this beautiful energy out into the world. That's what I feel like. That's why it's so nice being out here. That's why I just love it so much. So Anyway, so this arrow, and then I've just been obsessed with arrows lately. And I'm like, I want to ride a horse bareback with a bow and arrow shooting targets around the property. Like, that's my next level version of myself. Like, that's where I'm at. I'm like, I want to be that. Okay, what do I need to do? I'm going to go to archery and I'm going to do archery lessons. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to go learn how to ride a horse properly. You know what I mean? Like, even like I can see something in my mind and it may seem like a dream, but if I put action steps to get there, then I could, it's not a dream, it's now my reality. So like, it's just this, um, yeah, it's just that inner knowing and how it all comes together. Like it may not make sense now, or you may think like you never had anything special as a child. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, I've never done any, like, I've never been into like, um, like I didn't have like a grandmother that is a psychic person and she teaches me tarot. Like I would love that, but she's not, that's not who she is in this life. Right. So I never had that around me. So I'm like, who am I to be this person? Do you know what I mean? Who am I to have? You know this this connection so it's always been a thing for me i'm always got this thing i'm too young to have you know this knowledge or this connection or whatever or i'm um yeah just not capable not capable of it because it hasn't come like no one's taught me you know i've never had that in my family i've never been around it my entire life you know how you see on like x factor where there's this big you know they've done it since they were three years old and that's why they're so good. Like I always had this thing because I haven't done it my entire life. But when you actually look back, you have. It's just, it's always been there, but you just haven't been able to see it. So, yeah. <laughs> ah, oh my goodness. And it's so funny, right? Because like you come off as just like, you're just such an incredibly intuitive, magical being, right? And especially for someone that doesn't know you, you know what I mean? And so I just think about all the people out there that, similarly you feel like oh like i can't fit that description right because i didn't have the background i didn't have the childhood i didn't have you know i wasn't aware like even myself i didn't even delve into spirituality until i was 29 30 right so like you know you think you think you're too young or you think you're too old right there's always something right <laughs> so um just i think that's just a beautiful thing to show people is like it you know like even if you didn't have that childhood if you even if you didn't have the all of the like things you think you need right like we're always magical beings right we always are and i i love that you that you brought that up that's so i feel like that's so important um so 
when it comes to, you had mentioned, well, actually, so after you hit your rock bottom, what was it that really helped you to start to swim out of that? Um, so, so it was definitely the, what I chose so at the crossroads, I chose to um, have the abortion and commit to my training because I would not, it's 12 month long training. If I was pregnant at that time, dealing with all the stuff I would have had to dealt with, there's no way I would have got through the training. And I knew this training was my absolute foundation of, you know, knowing myself as God, virtually knowing, you know, being in that um, connection. So, and, and, and gaining the tools to um, continue to support myself onward, even when I leave that space. So the being in, I call them circles of light, being in many circles of light has been my saving grace. So after, immediately after I had the abortion, um, there's this beautiful, um, woman carissa lane she runs self-compassion self-compassion warrior workshop she does somatic healing body work all that kind of stuff she's an amazing trauma informed um therapist i don't know all the special specific terms but she's an amazing woman anyway i straight up booked myself into her self-compassion warrior workshop because i needed i needed that space to be able to share what i had just been through and i needed some tools to help me because i knew i was in my depth again it was really a struggle to get out on my own so reaching out to sisters was my saving grace. So that was the first little circle of light I plugged myself into. And then I just kept gaining more and more and more. So within the training, obviously, I have a beautiful sisterhood, mentors and um, everything in there and the tools that I'm learning in there. So that's a really big, that's a really big um, space for me to lean into and have that deep support. And I just kept finding more and more. Um, and the more I plug into, obviously, the more I feel held and safe and free to be me and 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 supported in all of my shades yeah not just my light bubbly laughing um happy kirsten but also you know the one that's in deep hurt and pain and just needs a bit of <laughs> tender care and love and patience um just to move through the field so um i feel that's very very important yeah reaching out to sisters. yeah that's beautiful <laughs> circles of light i love that you call it that it's so true. So what is it for you? So I'm, uh, like you said, it's a, a space where you can feel held and supported. So it's definitely that community aspect, that belonging aspect. And then when it comes to the tools of self-compassion and self-love, um, how hard was it for you to really start to do that full self-acceptance and that self-compassion and what helped you through that? Mm. So, <laughs> so self-pleasure has been a massive one for me this year. So obviously all the um, trauma and pain in my yoni from um, not just the abortion, but previous partners, childhood. Um, so the connecting to my yoni and asking her what she needs. And so this year it was, um, thanks COVID as well for not allowing me to act on impulse, but this year was um, to stop, um, to not allow any um, more sexual partners for now, you know, take myself, what's the, is it, um, ch not chastity, where is it? We don't have sex, what's the word? Yeah, all of it, yeah. There we go. Yes. So yes, that's it. So I could take the time just to explore my own body and like take it slow with her and just connect far more deeply in how she's communicating with me because um, I never had that before. I did not have that awareness or respect for that space. 
um, like on Rick and Morty with um, the um, scary Terry. He's like, sex is sacred. <laughs> I definitely believe that for me now. Sex is definitely sacred and powerful. And I don't want to, like I'm being very, very cautious of who and what energy I allow um, inside me. So I'm yeah, just really taking that time to, I suppose I'm like fasting. I'm like cleansing myself out, I suppose. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, um, filling it with my own love. So, um, so yeah, self-pleasure has been a big one this year and really reclaiming that, um, and connecting more deeply, like with my cycle. So with my period and honoring, honoring that time. So not just plugging it up and pushing through, like I will, <laughs> I will sit out in my garden on a blanket and just free bleed for a while. Do you know what I mean? And just meditate like, um, so that's like so deeply connecting for me and it just it really fills that cup it really fills that cup up of self-care and honoring that time to because a deeply spiritual time there's so much there's, again it's so much there for you it's like a um amplifier for you to know yourself even more deeply and i just i think it's so important to honor that time and not just carry on and move forward you know you should take i really feel like it needs to be like a ritualistic ceremony bring ceremony into your life to honor your body like she does so much for us um and even if you even if you aren't bleeding um or like like if you're um like um like if you're no longer bleeding or you don't yet have your period or something like that, I think it's important to take time out to create ceremony and ritual for all parts of your life. So not just, you know, in, again, every shade of, of being a woman. Yeah. Every shade of it. So, um, yeah. I and mean, then there's lots to delve into there, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's so beautiful. It's, it sounds like, really it's a period of just like really deeply getting to know yourself right like connecting to your cycles honoring your knowing um and getting to know your body right and self-pleasure getting to know your pleasure all of that and the celibacy period i'm actually in a celibacy period right now too i've committed to one <laughs> year uh, <laughs> and i'm like nine months in now so or yeah oh we're about yeah. About the same. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I, you know, I, I think it's for some people at least it's in the collective, not everyone, but, um, but yeah, it, I think it's, it's so like you talked about filling yourself up, right? And that's what it feels like to me is self love is like filling ourselves with love. And then, and then also like you're talking about like the exploration and the play and the cleansing and everything. It's just like this deep dive into self, which I think is just so incredibly important, right? I think that's the missing piece for so many people is, and you know, like the trauma can make it really scary to get to know ourselves, right? Is that, is that something that you experienced or, you're talking about things that like some people might be a little scared of right like free bleeding right talking about that like i mean i think that's amazing right so many people think that's amazing but some people are like oh wow like i don't know if i could ever imagine doing that and so you know like how was it for you to really just dive deeply into your body was that scary for you or was that something you were able to just kind of go into 
it has definitely been scary and challenging because there's stuff in my body that I don't know why it's there. I don't have memory of it. So um, that has been a big part of my trauma healing journey. How am I meant to heal from something that I don't even know why or when or, you know, what happens? So, um, so as soon as I... And these layers have been peeling and popping back over over the years, but especially this year because of the abortion and all those deep yoni things coming up for me. Um, I I recently had I recently went away and we're doing some shamanic journeys, and um, I had this experience where we're meant to be um, connecting to our ancestors and instead I received this massive healing and as I came out of it my body was just having this release and reaction and purge um and and like I didn't know what was happening and why it was happening but it was about because I've got this thing that I can't connect to my ancestors because um I feel in my father's line there's a form of toxic toxic toxicity or poison or something there so I've been really refraining from even connecting to that side of the family at all because I feel it's been poisoned or um there was a word for it and it was spot on like spoiled like um yeah there's something there so I I really disconnected myself so for me to be able to connect more deeply to my ancestors and create that healing I've had to really move through a lot and make more um peace within myself and um to allow that um clarity and connection because I definitely feel like I wrote this poem for the book that I'm going to be writing about all of this called Reborn. Um, I wrote a poem for it and in there I talk about how he was just um, playing his part in the tree um, so and it just needs to like like I love the analogy of the tree like if you've got the strong roots then the rest the rest flows yeah the branches grow where they need to grow the fruit and the flowers everything blossoms and whatever it all happens as it needs but only as long as the roots are healthy so if I'm sitting here still in hate or disgust for you know a part of my family um I'm it's like it's like I've got a diseased root so I just need to offer my sacred forgiveness and just correct that perception because I am that I am so I am you know we are all one yeah I can't feel like oh yeah I love everyone but you because you did something bad I love everyone we're all one but you over there because I I still hate you <laughs> like you know what I mean so I am yeah. that I am so it's often it's not that I condone any actions that you know um were inappropriate it's that i am just changing i'm just correcting my perception above that duality of me and them you did this to me and now you need blah 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 right so it's it's um going up it's um going i wouldn't say above that but i'm going through that and making peace with i am that i am and offering that sacred forgiveness of perception he was just playing his part in that he wished to play as do we all and um it's just simply my job to balance the energies back out i don't have to get carried away and swept up in the story of who what when why i can't remember i'm not gonna i don't need to remember it's not part of our healing to go through it again um it's all it's only our it's just i just believe for me in my current experience and knowledge for me it's just about balancing the energy yeah so feel that's why it's so connection to feel into my body what's the energy of my body telling me what's stored in my chakras that's you know there's access to much information there that you can delve into yourself to clear and, and balance back out and bring that fear back into love yeah mm. yeah i love that bringing the fear back into love right because i always imagine emotions are 
on these like little polarity scales and you can always like bring them back that's sort of what you're talking about bringing them back into balance right is like if we're feeling a lot of shame we can bring it back into like this healthy self-love and pride right not like over pride but like just healthy self-love or um guilt can get turned into play right it's like they bringing the the energies to balance um i really love that so much um and it's really like this self-reverence right that you're talking about as well right and, and forgiveness does that for us right like forgiveness does a lot for ourselves as well as um well it really is just for ourselves what are you saying right <laughs> 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 that's really annoying one of us here <laughs> right 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 Right. Oh, that's so powerful. So how were you able to get to that point of, so it's really like seeing us all as one, like being able, what's like the hurdle to overcome in order to be able to forgive, right? I guess it's being able to let go of the need to know and let go of the need to make it justified or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of let go and let godding for me. <laughs> yeah. So surrendering my personal will to divine will has been um, a big one. So yeah, just allowing myself to see it's always just bringing it back to my own self. Yeah. So if there's something that's, someone is reflecting to me that's just a part of me that needs healing it's actually got nothing to do with them at all it's got nothing to do with you know that the people that have actually hurt me it's a it's about myself and my energy and what's there for me to um explore and balance out like it's just an uncovering of self you're only they're only there to wake you up they're only there to, it's like hey 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 there's something here for you wait you know you can get you can know yourself deeper as love yeah so they're all it's just I'm, again, seeing your fear, seeing your challenges as treasure, yeah? It's pretty dark down there, but again, it's worth it. They're so bright and beautiful, and they're just gems for your heart, yeah? And you just, then you place those gems on your heart, and you shine, yeah? You radiate. When you're working through your stuff, everyone around you is, you like, so many people have said to me this year, oh my God, I need sunglasses around you. You're shining so that, that brightly. I'm like, oh wow. Like, you know, they're feeling my energy and how much it's expanded and how much, you know, all of this work that I've been doing, delving deep. Yeah. And um, finding the treasures, um, getting stronger tail. Um, yeah. Getting better at dancing while I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. That's gorgeous. That's so gorgeous. So when you talk about, right, like I think a big part of this for you is the, like believing in soul contracts and that everything, everybody's playing their part and everyone's doing what they're, they came here to do, right? Whether it feels great or it feels really painful. And so I know with some people that can feel stifling, but I feel like it can, it feels really empowering, right? And so what does that seem like? How do you understand like soul contracts and like, yeah, so it's just something I feel into. So I just kind of feel like I, I just go inward and ask myself, 
you know, about the situation or about the, you know, what's happening for me. And I just get a feeling sense of it. Lots of journaling, lots of, you know, meditations, just going inward. Yeah. And just asking for that guidance. I am my biggest teacher and I'm my biggest student. So um, always just bringing back to going inward to self and just seeing what's there for me. Um, because no one, like, this is a funny story. So the reason why I chose to, um, separate from my son's father is because a psychic told me that I'd be with him for eight years. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't handle eight. Like I can't handle like five, six more years of this. I'm out. So <laughs> you know what I mean? So like she showed me a possible path. All she was doing was drawing down a possible path for me. And I'm like, I don't like that one. <laughs> I'm going to choose a different way. Because there's unlimited, there's unlimited ways, uh, unlimited paths, I believe. And I believe I'm walking an unpaved path. If I'm living presently, then I'm, I'm leading, you know, I'm just paving my own way kind of thing. And being led by, you know, God, that inner, inner, inner um, sense of knowing. So, <laughs> yeah, I find it quite funny. So, um, you know, we are our own teacher. We are our own oracle. Always come back inward. You are one with, you have a heart space. <laughs> you are one with God, yeah? You just got to peel back the illusions of the mind and belief of separation. All fear is one fear, the belief in separation. So, yeah. always just bring oh my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. And it's such an like empowering and expansive way of really viewing that. And I mean, what are we but expanding? like living in an expansive universe, right? Continuously expanding outward and us as humans continuously expanding outwards. And so, oh, that's so beautiful. I'm loving your wisdom so much. Um, so what is, what are the types of tools that you use for, um, for sort of like clearing the chakras and whatnot? And maybe we can transition into the type of work that you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the main thing I always do, I really work a lot with water. So <laughs> like doing lots of things in the shower. So water meditation and feeling that cleansing, um, and like programming my water. So like feeling the vibration, um, you know, allowing that to come into my body because we're like 70% water or whatnot. Right. So, um, it's just like programming myself into higher and higher vibrations by different tools. So whether, you know, you use your meditation, whether you, um, yoga, you know, when you get into the practice of your yoga, you're, you're coming present, feeling what's in your body, transmuting it, and then feeling that beautiful peace when you're in Shavasana, um, you know, feeling that accomplishment and restoration. Um, so through many things. So yeah, through yoga practice, meditation, um, tapping is a beautiful one it's allowing yourself to the most important thing is allowing yourself to come into that state of um getting yourself down into the is it theta brainwave state the lower the lower state that you can possibly get into so you can rewire yourself at the subconscious level and then therefore come back you know at higher vibration um you can't really do anything if you're just running around constantly like you need to <laughs> take time to slow down pause you know, do the, do the work, doing the work is just allowing yourself to sit with what's happening for you, you know, sucking out the gems and the treasures from it, sucking out all of the insights that you're gaining, that you're learning through it and allowing yourself to radiate brighter now that, now that you've integrated those lessons and integrated that um, knowledge that you've gained through your experience. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And so you mentioned programming your water. How do you program your water? Oh, intention. Everything is always intention. 
<laughs> just the power of you. So, <laughs> so I normally just have, um, so when I just go and grab a glass of water or my bottle of water, before I drink it, I just do a prayer. It's just sitting with yourself praying, yeah? You're vibrating, everything is but a vibration, yeah? So you're emanating it out of you and it is vibrating into the water, yeah? Your intention is going straight there and it's um, infusing with that. And then when you're drinking it, you're feeling that visualizing and feeling that energy of, I always use um, divine peace, power and prosperity is this my go-to because um, what I believe that firmly believe that we should all have um, so yeah it's just constantly coming back into every moment I'm bringing some form of commune prayer um, you know being conscious of the energy and where I'm vibrating so I can just continue to shift and balance it out you know it's never not always going to constantly constantly be in balance you need challenges and you need things to come into test you yeah your edges yeah and we're here to balance and breathe them out so um yeah <laughs> i love that yeah so when i do what all i've done is um i'll hold like my water up and i'll just whisper to it and i'll say usually i just say i love you <laughs> i'm like give me all the love vibes and so i just whisper to my water i love you <laughs> but i know everybody has a different practice and so yeah i was curious i, I love that that's beautiful um, you said divine love, peace, and prosperity. So you said divine peace, divine power, divine prosperity. Oh, divine peace, divine power, divine prosperity. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, incredible. Um, okay, so what is the type of work that you do with people, with clients, with um, with the world? So I'm kind of at this beautiful transitional state because. Um, like with the work that I'm doing in the third level with the Institute, as well as, um, like I said before, I recently went away, I did five days away at um, Witch School with Dr. Dan Danielle Arabina, and it was just pure magic. Like that was so affirming and um, honoring of me and my gifts and my roots. Um, and we birthed a drum. So I birthed Wake. She is my beautiful, beautiful medicine drum. Um, and I'm really in this beautiful transitional state where now my work in the world is not just uh, running a yoga class or doing a Reiki healing, I'm bringing it all together. So I'm doing healing sessions where we could do yoga, breath work. Um, we do a bit of medita um, meditation with um, womb wake. So it's all about um, bringing empowerment to um, our, our wounds, yeah, the womb space. So reconnecting to that, shifting, shifting the stagnancy out so we can really tap into that creative power and um, lead a life, you know, um, full of of that beautiful power that's come that comes from um that comes from within us so that's kind of my work in the world at the moment i'm moving into like i, I create um sacred space yeah so i'm doing birth blessing circles at the moment so it's um a circle for the birth parent to be surrounded by their loved ones um we do like a little birth feed, feed talisman and things like that space come yeah, a waterfall of um, love over the mother. So um, at the moment, yeah, I'm moving into more women's circles and stuff like that. Um, and I'm doing a 10-day sensational seduction of um, self. So it's just a daily devotional um, practice that I run live every now and again. Um, so yeah, just offering the, offering the tools daily that can help us keep anchoring into connection um, is my main work. Just loving up on everyone, really. <laughs> what was the last thing you said 
loving loving up on everyone really oh. <laughs> i love that loving up on everyone yeah and so when you're talking about the womb work i think um you know we should we should clarify right like it doesn't many women have been through specific womb trauma that they remember but you know anyone can really use womb healing right like yoni healing yoni um like work and connection and um deepening because right even if it's just in our ancestry or if it's memories that haven't surfaced right it can be relevant for anybody right yeah 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 that's right it's just tapping into that space yeah it doesn't it, it doesn't matter the weather of your life the seed that you sprouted from there's always that opportunity to connect inward to yourself and know yourself more deeply yeah 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 so the connection really being on on deeply knowing yourself i feel like that's been the theme today um really it's like that self-reverence and you talk about ritual a lot and sacred space and it really is like honoring yourself in this life right and and the oneness of all right <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely so if somebody wants to be able to find you how do they find you it's um what is your website or is social media better uh so the website birdiesblessings.com.au social media for sure i'm on instagram and facebook is birdies blessings yeah b-i-r-d-e-e-s awesome birdies blessings beautiful and so if you were talking to somebody um, who was currently going through um, the kind of rock bottom that you went through, like somebody who's really like facing these really massive decisions and, um, you know, experiencing a lot of pain, like what, what message would you have for those people? I, one of my favorite quotes I always go back to, it was a quote that I found and fell in love with when I was about to birth my son. So I'd love to read that out um, for everyone because it's, um, it always keeps me really nice and centered and in a deep state of trust and faith. Trust and faith are the two biggest um, ones for me. So it's a quote from Patrick Overton. When you, have, when you have come to the edge of all light that you know and are about to drop off into the darkness of the unknown, Faith is knowing one of two things will happen. There will be something solid to stand on or you'll be taught to fly. So I just, I just love that. Either there will be something found there for you, yeah, you'll be safe and supported, or literally you'll just be taught to fly, yeah, and be free and spread your wings, yeah. Everything is always here for our growth. So it's just that surrender to the divine wind um, under you and allowing it to carry you. Wow. I have so many chills from that quote. That is incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this. Um, I, yeah, I'm really in awe of the, the depth of self-reverence that you have for yourself and that you are working on and that you are um, leading other people through. I just think there isn't anything more important than that, honestly. <laughs> so. Uh, that's incredible. So thank you so much for being on the on the podcast with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, sweetheart. I really appreciate you um, asking me on. Um, it's been a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I just want to take a little moment just to um, offer my uh, respects to my teachers as well as the um, original custodians and 
um, people of the land in which I live and which we get to travel upon. So I just want to also bring in my um, deepest, deepest gratitude um, there as well. So thank you so much, sweetheart. This has been so very beautiful. <laughs> thank you. That's so beautiful. Thank you for joining us at the Courage Rising podcast, where stories change lives. And don't forget to check out our free Facebook community at facebook.com slash groups slash Courage Rising podcast. See you next week, my loves.